Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to take full control of your physical, emotional, spiritual, professional, and financial health? Are you ready to experience great success in your life? Each week, physician, speaker, author, and radio host, Dr. Diane M.D. and her guests will give you tools and strategies to help you take control of your health and inspire you to live your best life. Now, here's your host, Dr. Diane Thompson, M.D. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. Well, hello and welcome to Health Talk with Dr. Diane M.D. This is a show that's designed to inform and inspire you to a healthier lifestyle. And I am your host, Diane A. Thompson, M.D. And of course, it's always my pleasure spending 30 minutes with you on a Sunday with the goal that at least one piece of information that you hear on this program will help you towards your goal of a healthier lifestyle. Today is Sunday, February 17th, 2013, and I hope all of you had a fabulous Valentine's Day. I spent mine on call at the hospital, but as I'm often told, it is the life I chose, so it was all good. I want to remind you of the call-in number, that's 626-414-3417, that's 626-414-3417, and I want to remind uh, our listeners that this program is for informational purposes only, and you should discuss any changes you want to make with your healthcare provider before doing so. Now, as you probably know, this is Heart Disease Month, it's Heart Month, it's February, and um, we know that heart disease is a broad term that is used to describe a range of diseases that affect your heart. Most people aren't even aware that heart disease is the number one killer in this country. It is a major source of disability. And another thing is women are affected much, much more than they realize. Uh, Many times we think of the signs and symptoms of a heart attack, and we now know that it may present very differently in women than than they do in men. And, And so sometimes these symptoms, these signs and symptoms are missed. So tonight we are going to shine some light on the topic of heart disease in women uh, because it's such a deadly disease, yet in many cases it's preventable. So the information you learn tonight is going to put you in the driver's seat of your own health. And so to help me with this information, I have a cardiologist, Dr. Jonathan Dubin. So Dr. Dubin is board certified in internal medicine and cardiology with over 23 years of experience. He works at Sinai Hospital of Baltimore and is an instructor of medicine at Johns Hopkins Medical School. He graduated from Harvard Medical School and completed his residency at the New York Hospital Cornell Columbia Presbyterian Medical Centers. His interests include heart disease and hypertension, and Dr. Dubin has lectured extensively in Baltimore in the Baltimore community and has been interviewed on radio and TV. Dr. Dubin, welcome to Health Talk. How are you doing? Hi, Dr. Diane. Thanks for having me. Well, it is my pleasure having you here, um, and I know that a lot of the, the information that we're going to share tonight will help the folks that are listening, so I'm, I'm very happy that you're on the show. We're going to jump right in. Um, we have always associated heart disease with men. For many, many years, that's been the case. 
And what we now know, though, is that women are affected. So how common is heart disease in women? Yes, well, certainly heart disease is more common in men, but heart disease is the number one killer in women. In fact, it's estimated that over 500,000 women die of heart disease a year, and that translates to about one death of a woman a minute. Wow. There are about, essentially, one in four women have heart disease, and altogether there's about 8 million women in the United States with heart disease. Now, how, how, many, how many people are 8 million people? Well, if you have a football stadium, a normal football stadium may, may have 70,000 seats in it, you would need 114 football stadiums to fit all the women in the United States with heart disease. So it's a very common problem. Wow, this is and, and it's really wonderful that you put it in such perspective because I really believe for years we've thought it was just males that were affected, and now we know that it is a common problem in women. So one of the things I mentioned earlier is that heart disease is an umbrella term that covers many different diseases of the heart. So what are some of the most common heart diseases that are found in women in particular? Well, overall, the most common heart disease in men and women in the United States is coronary artery disease. Coronary artery disease is when you have a cholesterol blockage in one of the arteries that bring blood to the heart. So it's still more common in men, but as I mentioned, it's common in women too. There is another heart disease that is probably one of the few heart diseases that's more common in women, and it's not a common disease, but we're seeing it more commonly. And that's called stress cardiomyopathy or the broken heart syndrome. This is a type of heart attack that occurs associated with severe emotional stress. And it's more, it's more common in women than men. It's interesting because that, this is something that we've heard of before. And I know a lot of times people never thought that this was real, that in fact emotional stress could you know, affect your heart in this way, but but you're saying that is the case and this is more common in women. Yes, and it's been shown that in the women who do get the broken heart syndrome, when they look at their arteries, their arteries are essentially normal. So that's that's a good that's a good thing because usually they recover very well after they have their heart event. Wow, and so this is usually some kind of um sudden stress that they go through, or could it happen with stress going on for years and years? Well, it's usually an acute, uh, acute or sudden event associated with some type of emotional distress. And, and again, it's something that most people recover from very quickly, but it can happen again in someone who's prone to getting it. Wow, this is interesting to know. Uh, let's talk a little bit about risk factors. What are some of the things... Uh, th that places uh, some of the things that place women at increased risk for heart disease? Well, there are five major risk factors that, that can promote heart disease, and this is in women and men. And those five risk factors are hypertension, high blood pressure, diabetes, high cholesterol, and smoking, cigarette smoking. And the fifth one is a family history. Unfortunately, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. If your parents have heart disease, you have a high risk of getting it yourself. Okay. So we, we definitely now know what the risk factors are. 
So in the same vein, how do women go about preventing uh, themselves from getting a heart attack or heart disease? Well, of course, if you have a family history uh, that you know you have a underlying risk factor for it, so you should see your internist and be aware that you have that potential risk. The other thing that we recommend is know your numbers. And actually, the American Heart Association has a Know Your Numbers car, uh, campaign. And the numbers we're talking about are the numbers that are associated with the risk factors of heart disease. So the numbers we, we mostly focus on are, first of all, the blood pressure. The blood pressure, or normal blood pressure, should be 120 over 80. If it's higher than that, then you need to see your doctor or either begin medication or begin lifestyle medic- uh, modification to reduce your blood pressure. The other number is your cholesterol number. Your cholesterol should be less, your total cholesterol should be less than 200. The other number is your glucose. If your glucose, your blood sugar, is elevated above 100, that could mean you're at risk for diabetes. And the fourth major number is the BMI or the body mass index. That's a number that lets you know that you're overweight for your height. And a normal BMI is 25. So if your body mass index is above 25, then you also are at risk for heart disease and high blood pressure. Okay. And, and of course, you talked about smoking as one of the, the risk factors. So in decreasing smoking and all of that would um, certainly help with uh, decreasing the risk. Yes, smoking is a very high risk factor for heart disease. As you know, cigarette smoke has two major toxins in it. It has carbon monoxide, which is the same gas that comes out of your car, and it also has nicotine. And both of these factors can build up over the years and cause damage to the arteries pretty much all over your body, but particularly to the heart. It is interesting when when you do see uh, someone standing outside in the cold smoking, you wonder if they realize what they're actually inhaling. <laughs> Essentially, well, I mean, they're going. Been, yeah, go I mean, ahead. It's like, they're, like they're sucking on a tailpipe of a car. Exactly. Gas exactly. Out of your car. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's really um, it's really a sad thing to see. Um, you know, when people are standing out there smoking, you you hope that they would get some help. Um. Let's uh, let's uh, continue talking about uh, preventing heart disease. Can you touch on the diets that have been shown to help prevent heart disease? Well, in general, you want to have a low cholesterol diet, and you want to have a diet that is low in salt, and you want to have a diet that emphasizes low-fat foods and fruits and vegetables. There's two diets that... I've been recommending to my patients. One diet is called the DASH diet. The DASH diet is an acronym that stands for Dietary Approach to Stop Hypertension. Dietary Approach to Stop Hypertension. And this diet was developed at Johns Hopkins. This diet emphasizes mostly fruits and vegetables. You are allowed some meat in the diet, but it emphasizes fruits and vegetables and having less meat. And I've actually, uh, I am familiar with this diet, and I know that one of the things is that it it is known to decrease uh, both systolic and and diastolic blood pressure in some patients um, to a certain degree. So this is actually a pretty good diet if if people are able to follow it. Uh, Yes, it's very similar to the American heart diet, 
and it's not quite a vegetarian diet, but it's, it's very similar to that. It's been shown particularly vegetarians have a very low risk of heart disease and high blood pressure. Okay. So you mentioned you mentioned two types of diet. The DASH, was it also the American Heart Diet was the second one, or was there something else? Well, there's a DASH diet. Another diet I've been recommending recently is called the 8-Hour Diet. This is a pretty new diet, and in this diet, you essentially only eat during 8 hours a day, and the rest of the day, the other 16 hours, you fast. You can drink fluids, but you don't want to eat any other food. And it's been shown in this diet that by fasting that amount of time during the day, you can eliminate, your body has more time to eliminate the toxic products that your body creates during digestion. And in this diet, studies have shown over a 50% reduction in heart disease. This is amazing. I I was familiar with a diet similar to this many years ago. And actually... Uh, the the person who came up with it is going to be on the show later this year, and and it was it, it seemed so radical back then, <laughs> but he talked about fasting for several hours, and you know you would you would have a certain period of time that you could eat, and and I thought I really thought oh this is interesting, but but as you're saying it seems to work correct? Yes, there have been a number of studies on it and show that it reduces the risk of heart disease, the risk of cancer, and it's also a very good weight loss diet. Wow. Uh, this is good. So uh, I definitely think it will be interesting when we when we do have them on to kind of elaborate a little bit more about the diet. And for people who aren't able to follow specifically those diets, do you just simply recommend increasing their, their um, fruits and vegetables? That's essentially where you go with that, eliminating a lot of the fat and increasing the fruits and vegetables. Yes, and actually there have been a number of studies on vegetarians, and the most famous study is on the Seventh-day Adventists. And this is a um, religious group who are strict vegetarians, and it's been shown that they have lower rates of heart disease, lower rates of cancer, and also on average they live 14 years longer than most people. Wow, so so a really good reason, <laughs> a really good reason to to change your diet. Um, let's uh, talk specifically about um, heart attacks in women. This is really important because uh, one of the things they're showing is that uh, sometimes uh, the heart attack signs and symptoms are a little bit different in women than in men, and that in fact there have been documented cases of uh, women who will have what seems to be signs and symptoms of a heart attack, but because it's not the typical left-sided chest pain uh, or pressure, they end up um, going, staying home, not going to the emergency room. And there have been cases where they go to the emergency room, and again, the medical providers have sometimes missed these signs and symptoms. So can you talk a little bit about signs and symptoms of heart attack in women that may be a little bit different from men? Sure. Well, statistically, both men and women, the most common sign of a heart attack or insufficiency to the heart, that is the heart not getting on the blood, is chest pain. It's typically left-sided chest pain or pressure radiating to the left arm. So that's the classic sign. However, we've seen people present with what we call a typical unusual sign. Someone may present with just pain in their neck. They may present with pain in their shoulder or back. We have had people who 
present with pain in their jaw and think they have a toothache. We even had people who were having insufficiency to their heart, having severe jaw pain, and going to a dentist and having their teeth pulled. Wow. The pain can occur in the in the belly. It can occur pretty much anywhere between the upper abdomen and the jaw. Other symptoms that can be can masquerade as uh, heart symptoms that can masquerade as other symptoms are palpitations, which is pounding in the chest, dizziness or lightheadedness. People who are having insufficiency to the heart may feel sudden fatigue or tiredness. Another unusual symptom of heart disease is burping. Burping has been associated with insufficiency to the heart. So these are what we all call unusual or atypical symptoms associated with heart disease. And I actually remember, as a medical student, we had a case of that, and and that was what uh, we found out, that it had to do with the heart, and it was this burping that didn't make sense to us at the time, and the attending uh, was smart enough to pick it up. So it is an unusual sign, and a lot of people would have missed that. Um, so that's yeah. really important. Now, I, I just wanted to go back just to the, like you mentioned, someone having a jaw pain and thinking it's a toothache. I mean, should they... Because clearly, if you have a jaw pain, it, you're, that's not the first thing you're thinking of is that you're having a heart attack. So is it that you're com, um, looking at multiple different things to point to that? You know, what would make someone decide, you know, I'm going to go to the emergency department. This is probably my heart. Should they look then and see, well, am I having the pounding of the chest along with this pain? Or what do you suggest someone who's out there listening to this? Well, there's there's two separate things. Someone may be having intermittent insufficiency to their heart, or they may be having a heart attack, which is a blood clot or a blockage to the heart. So if someone is having insufficiency, their symptoms may be intermittent, and classically they're made worse with any kind of exertion, uh, like walking. Uh, other symptoms that can be associated with a heart attack may just be shortness of breath. Someone may be just suddenly short of breath and not have any chest pain, that could be a symptom of a heart attack. The thing that we we see most commonly is someone having a heart attack, they'll be sweaty. They'll be very sweaty. So if you have sudden sweating and there's no other obvious reason why you're sweating, it's not hot in the room, then that is a potential sign of a heart attack or insufficiency to your heart. Okay, really good information. Anything else you want to share with our listeners regarding the heart? I think we covered a lot. We covered a lot. We did. You're right. And, of course, I want to ask you briefly, I know uh, what's up for Dr. Dubin that has nothing to do with cardiology. So I happen to be able to ask this question because Dr. Dubin is a good friend of mine. So what's, uh, what's coming up? Okay, well, as, as you know, both of us are members of the Toastmaster organization, which is an organization that promotes public speaking. And we have a contest, an international speech contest coming up, and someone talked me into entering it, so I'm going to be doing that. <laughs> and I think you'll do great. You've, uh, you've done great in other contests in the past. So I am looking forward to... Uh, whenever you've done the contest, you'll forward the tape so I can take a look at that. That will be very interesting to see. Uh, where can our listeners um, find you if they have any questions or if anyone wants you to speak 
Uh, what's uh, what's your website or your contact information? Sure. Well, our offices are located located in Baltimore, Maryland, and our website is baltimoreheart.com, and that gives basically the information of our organization and information about the doctors in our practice. And the number of our office is 410-521-5600. Wonderful. And, and Dr. Dubin is available for consultation as well as for speaking engagement. And, of course, uh, good luck with that Toastmasters contest. I'm sure you'll do great. And thank you so much, Dr. Dubin, for coming on this show and sharing such very valuable information on heart disease, a topic that is so important and so serious. Um, and we really thank you for that information. Okay. Thank you, Dr. Diane, and thanks. Thank you, all your listeners, for listening to your program. All right. Have a good night. Thank you. So, again, I want to thank uh, Dr. Jonathan Dubin for uh, coming in and sharing uh, such wonderful information uh, with us tonight. Um, as I mentioned earlier, uh, this is Heart Month, and, and we can prevent a lot of these uh, diseases of the heart. A lot of them are basic things, and that's what, what I'm going to share in the health tip of the week, uh, the five healthy heart tips. And actually, Dr. Dubin went over some of them, and I'm just going to reinforce some of them for you because they're so important, they're so simple, yet they're so effective. It's just that we don't do them. So the first one is, as he mentioned, know your risk factors, and that includes knowing your numbers. And those numbers are your LDL, um, which are your types of uh, different types of lipoprotein. And if you remember the L in LDL, we always remember that as the lousy one, so that's your bad cholesterol. The HDL, you remember the H for healthy, that's your good one. And you want to know your cholesterol, your triglycerides, your blood pressure, blood sugar, your weight, and all of that. Uh, if you don't know uh, your risk factors and if you don't know that there's a problem, then you can't fix the problem. So really start out by uh, seeing your healthcare provider and making sure that you know your risk factors so that you can change the ones that you're able to change. Some you can't change. Your, your uh, family history, you can't change that. There are certain things you cannot change, but there are things you can so know your risk factors and, and work on changing those. Uh, a second thing that he did mention is eating a well-balanced, nutritious, uh, uh, nutritious meals or well-balanced, nutritious foods. Um, I will make sure that the two diets that were mentioned uh, will be on my Facebook page, and that's going to be facebook.com uh, forward slash uh, Dr. Diane A. Thompson, all one word, and I'll make sure that the information for those diets will be on that uh, website. But in the meantime, you, you have to consider that food should be looked at as a form of medicine. So what you put in your mouth is going to affect your body, and you should pay attention to what you're putting in your mouth. And um, the majority of those things you do put in your mouth should add value to your body, to your system. And no longer should a plate... Uh, consist of brown and white. It should never be meat and potatoes or meat and rice. You should have a rainbow of colors on your plate. Uh, you should add as much fruits and veggies to your diet as possible. We now know that this affects your heart, but we talked about this on the last show when we had endocrinologist Dr. Nanette Steinle on. We learned that you could actually 
prevent or delay the onset of diabetes, type 2 diabetes, even if you uh, are genetically uh, at risk of getting it, you can prevent or delay it with the types of food you're eating. And this is similar types of food that protects you from heart disease, protects you from um, protect you from cancer. So you really want to make sure you're working on adding these types of foods uh, to your menu. And the third thing is, is exercise. Uh, the recommendation often is if you can try to get about 30 minutes a day. And I know that is easier said than done. I work so many hours and have so many other things that I do when I'm not working that exercise sometimes get, um, gets put on the back burner. But one of the things that I've learned is that you can exercise in 10-minute increments. You don't have to take the full 30 minutes at a time if you don't have it. And sometimes you can make the effort to get exercise in your everyday activities. So take the stairs, park your car far away, and walk, things like that where you're able to get some activity in. And you can make exercise fun. You know, Take that dance class that you've always wanted to take, go bowling with friends, and even things like gardening count. Um, so make exercise fun fun and try to make an effort to get exercise in your everyday activities. Uh, and, and also, you don't have to join a gym. Um, I've joined a gym and I rarely ever go. You don't have to join a gym. There are programs on TV. YouTube carries so many exercise videos. There are DVDs at the library. You can walk in the mall. This is an amazing thing. When I lived in Maryland, I lived in White Marsh. And they would open up the mall early in the morning before the stores were open, and there were uh, several elderly people who would go walking throughout the mall to get their exercise in. So just whatever you do, just start moving. Uh, another thing Dr. Dubin mentioned as uh, one of the things to get you heart healthy is to stop smoking. It contributes to so many disorders. So if you smoke, uh, it is a difficult thing to give up, but there are many resources available. There are support groups and counseling and medications, et cetera. So talk to your provider. If you don't smoke, don't start. It's not even cool anymore to smoke. Years ago, you could get away with saying it's cool. Now you see someone out there smoking and you're just feeling more pity than anything else. So don't even start. And the fifth thing is that's something that we don't think about, uh, and that is to take care of our mental and emotional health. You know, as Dr. Dubin mentioned, that women can have a, a heart disease because of emotional strain that they go through. So you want to start laughing more, being more optimistic, being more grateful, reduce your stress. And I do have um, one of the former uh, shows on stress reduction, so you can go to the archives and look that information up. Um, Doing things that matters, go after your passion, develop great relationships, uh, stay in touch with your spirituality, whatever that means for you. Uh, we don't think about these things, but these are heart-healthy activities, actually more like life-healthy activities. So, again, I want to thank uh, Dr. Jubin for coming on the show and sharing all that information. Um, I would also like to thank you, the listeners for tuning in once again. My listenership has, and, and downloads have surprisingly gotten very, very high considering this is a new show. I am very grateful and both surprised and grateful. 
Uh, so I would like to thank you for listening and ask you to continue listening to the program, and we hope to continue bringing you great information. Uh, again, your goal should just be to learn at least one new thing that can help you make one change or reinforce one thing towards a healthier lifestyle. I do want to let you know that next week's show, you really don't want to miss that show. I have a cardiologist, Dr. Elijah Saunders, and you can Google uh, Dr. Saunders. He is world-renowned hypertension specialist, and he is sort of the go-to person for hypertension in blacks. You know, we go to many seminars and conferences just to get information from him to share with our patients. So he's going to be on the show. Actually, someone called me up and said, how the heck did you get him on the show? So he's going to be here to answer your questions. So please make sure you join us. So I'm going to say a thank you again for listening. I hope to see you here on the broadcast next week, same place, same time. Uh, remember that your health is indeed your wealth, and I encourage you to decide that this will be an awesome week and just make it that way. So have a great evening, and a thanks again for listening, and thank you, Dr. Dubin, for coming on the show. Good evening, everyone. You have been listening to Health Talk with Dr. Diane M.D. Please tune in every Sunday on blogtalkradio.com slash Dr. Diane Thompson at 6.30 in the evening Eastern Time or 3.30 in the afternoon Pacific Time for the best in inspirational health information. If you have missed any part of this broadcast or would like to find out more about Dr. Diane M.D., please go to drdianethompson.com. That's drdianethompson.com. Or like us on Facebook at facebook.com, Dr. Diane A. Thompson. That's facebook.com, Dr. Diane A. Thompson. Strive to be happy, healthy, and wise. Have a great evening.